Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be continuing our study through Psalms. And of course, we come to Psalm 121 through 125. We are getting close not only to being all the way through the month of June, but of course, all the way through the book of Psalms. And I just want to point this out, how cool this is if you have been following this reading. If you've been going through five chapters a day, every day, through the book of Psalms, you're coming up, well, you're, you're going to be today finishing reading 125 chapters. You know, if you're somebody who you've never done a reading plan before, you've never done something like that, well, wow, go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back and, of course, give all glory to God. But that is a pretty cool accomplishment to have 125 chapters of Scripture read in a month. That is pretty awesome. But today we're going to be focusing in on Psalm 122 and Psalm 124. But I will say, just looking at this this set of five, there is a lot of really good stuff. I, I was really struggling to decide what I wanted to highlight because there is so much good stuff here uh, to look at in uh, this this set here of Psalms. But we're going to be focusing in, like I said, on Psalm 124 and 122. So let's start off with Psalm 122, starting in verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing with your, uh, within your gates. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up and the tribes of the Lord to the testimony of Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for the thrones are set there for judgment. The thrones of the house of David pray for peace in Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say peace be within you, because the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Now, I think the main thing here to look at and to focus in on when it comes to, to this is the house of God. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, every week you have an opportunity to go into the house of the Lord by going to church. And the question is, is do you say, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You know, is that your attitude towards church? Is that your attitude to say, I'm glad to go to church? Because if not, you need to readjust your attitude so that you are glad when you go to church, so that you are glad. You know, our boys, Thomas and Henry— this isn't something that you just naturally have. It's something that needs to be taught and something that needs to be caught. And, and I think it's both of these things. So let me tell you about the teaching and then I'll tell you about how you catch it. Well, the first thing is here with the teaching is that our, our boys, there are times when we're getting ready to go to church, we're telling them we're going to church and maybe they want to do something else. And they will go and sometimes say, you know, get a sour attitude. Well, what do we have to tell them? We have to tell them no. You don't say no about going to church. Church is a yes, and you can say yes to going to church. You know, our Sunday mornings are a little bit different because Sunday mornings, a lot of times in the morning, we let them watch a, a show. A lot of times it might be uh, Underdog or it might be um, 
you know, Superman, uh, the old Superman show or something like that. But on Sunday morning, it's different. We still will let him watch a show, but it's almost always a hide him in your hearts by Steve Green or maybe some Veggie Tales or something like that, because we want to make sure that the day is starting off, that we're preparing our boys to go to church. And so sometimes they get upset and they start saying no, and we tell them, well, it's church day. And they say no, because they want to go and watch Underdog, or they want to go and watch Superman, or they want to go and watch, you know, something like that. So what do we do? We tell them, no, you don't say no to church. Church is a yes. We have to teach them that. We have to teach them that. But then it's also something that has to be caught, not just something that can be taught. It's also something that needs to be caught. And so with that, we make sure that we have the right attitude when we're approaching church, that we have the right attitude, that we're excited to go into the house of the Lord, that we are glad to go to the house of the Lord because we want to worship God. And I think these are important things. Perhaps you haven't had somebody display that in your life. Perhaps you have had somebody display that in your life. Perhaps you haven't had somebody tell you this in your life, but if you're listening to this, you have now. You need to be glad when you approach church. Don't say no to church. Say yes to church. Be glad when it comes to church and be ready to go in to church. Be like David who says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now let's read Psalm 124. Psalm 124 says this, If it had not been the Lord who is on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who is on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams would have gone over to our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and the earth. Now, this passage of Scripture really just starts off with a theme as to what it's saying. If it had not been the Lord who is on our side. Have you ever asked that question or made that statement or thought about that? If it had not been for the Lord on your side, where would you be? Where would you be in your life? You know, a simple, simple illustration of this that I I think about is driving, well, driving anywhere, uh, really growing up. It was a rural area, whether it was when I was living in Conrad or uh, over in Eldora or just outside of Eldora. And specifically over outside of Eldora and Hardin County, there's all kinds of deer that seem to be running out there. I mean, I, I don't know if that's like the world, uh, you know, center of deer and weird fog, but like it seems to be like the capital of Deer and weird fog that comes up for no reason is uh, Hardin County, Iowa. And when I was out there, I can't tell you the amount of times I have seen deer running towards the road. 
and for no explainable reason, turn around just right till they get to the edge of the road and run the other way. And so many times it would have lined up to where I didn't see him. That would have hit my car, would have ruined my car, would have put me in danger. And every time that happened, and I mean it happened dozens, if not maybe even near a hundred times, I would just stop and thank the Lord and think, man, where would I be if God didn't intervene? If God didn't do something in my life? Now, that's a simple thing. We can all go and look at the bigger picture of our life, and we can ask this question, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side, where would we be? And it says it again to emphasize it here. Now, now this is important to understand about Hebrew. Hebrew doesn't um, emphasize something with an exclamation mark. It emphasizes it by repeating it. It doesn't have that idea of grammar where there's an exclamation mark. So in Hebrew, if it's repeated, it's, it's like putting that exclamation mark there. It's that I'm emphasizing this. Pay attention to it. And so let me read the first two verses again. It says, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side, when men rose up against us. It's emphasizing here that you need to remember, that you need to say, if it had not been the Lord who is on our side, where would we be? Oh, we would be in a terrible, terrible place. We would be completely destroyed. That's what it's saying here. And if you stopped and reflected in your life about where you would be if you didn't have God, you know, that should direct our mind to a couple different things. One is, of course, thankfulness. Have you thanked God lately? Have you really turned your eyes towards God and said, thank you, Lord, for who you are? Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life, how you have intervened in ways that, that, that nobody could have expected, maybe ways that I don't even know. Lord, thank you. But the second thing is, is that it should make you realize, and this is in verse 8, it says this, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. It should make you realize where your help comes from, that it comes from the Lord. You should realize that, that your help is in the name of the Lord, which then should cause you to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, ultimately, that's what this psalm is doing, is that it is directing your mind to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, when you're in trouble, when you have difficulty that comes into your life, when you go and you need somebody to intervene, do you call on the name of the Lord? Do you stop and turn for help to God? Do you stop and say, Lord, please help me? If not, you need to start doing that. You need to start doing that. So today, what have we seen? We've seen that you need to have the right attitude when it comes to going to church. 
I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of our Lord. You need to have that attitude. The second thing is you need to stop and realize where would you be if it had not been the Lord who was on your side. And of course, that means you need to call out to the name of the Lord because he is the maker of heaven and earth. He can do anything. He can intervene. He can go and get all of these things taken care of. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. 